you guys are listening to the grind season <laughs> on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you guys for checking us out live. If you're doing it on Twitter or Facebook, I uh, hope you guys are tuning in. My voice uh, changed and everything. Same. Oh yeah, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan was in that joint uh, counting his fingers, like you know when you when you <laughs> like when your parents come to your class. <laughs> When your parents come see you at school and you try to act like you a good kid, that's what Dylan was on. I mean, I was in the jump. Sam Jenkins better not let him take 13 or 15 shots tonight. Yeah, when has that, that, that ever been the case? When is when you ever seen Taylor Jenkins? Never, but, th- but this is yeah. it. But th- this is the end of you potentially in this playoff series. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. He's never done that. That's why we still got Dylan out of control. But if you're going to – I mean, if it's back against the wall tonight like you and I believe, yeah. you can't be let him be the thing that kills your chance yeah. this season. Exactly. So it better um, be tonight, if never. I'm with you. I, I hear you, though. You'd make a fine point. <laughs> he's never done it before. You've never seen that man restrained. He's, he's never, re, you know, reined him in before. So, so well, but tonight, the only thing, the only thing that has reigned Dylan Brooks in this year has been trying to play the good boy role as far as like his contract negotiations go. Like he don't, they're not doing any, they're not saying anything to Dylan or threatening threatening him with anything that's make it that made him play. You know, more reserved like he had was at one part of the season. He's in the playoffs, man, and he's he's a uh, he's a free agent this summer. He's gonna do what the hell he wants to do, man. And yeah. I think that's kind of where he's at right now. It's crazy. Um, man, once averaged twenty five in a playoff series against Utah. Yeah, it, it was it, absolutely. It was crazy. a big two, really, between him and Ja. Him and Ja. Yeah, it was man. him and Ja. But uh, he, you know, he's falling off from that. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, as we move on to the second segment of the show, as we talk about Dylan Brooks' comments. Uh, that he made to the media. I think the worst thing that happened to Dylan was he was a player in this organization. And this feels like we're, this feels like the uh, funeral of Dylan Brooks' time here in Memphis because it feels inevitable that Dylan's not going to be here. If, if, if I'm wrong, hey, Dylan, welcome back next year. You know, you know, we'll figure it out. Playing together. We'll figure all this other stuff out. Right. But uh, it feels like we're giving a eulogy of uh, Dylan Brooks' career here in Memphis. But I think one of the worst things that happened to Dylan was is that he was caught in – he was a transitional player who came over from the old regime of the Grizzlies. He was here before – he is our oldest tenure player. He was here during the Chris Wallace years when we were a bad team for a couple of years in a row. Dylan was given the green light to do everything. He was a rookie that showed a little promise, and he was doing – he was high-volume, high-usage guy on a uh, – he was a good player on a bad team. And I think that him doing that – and then being transitioned to a totally different front office, totally different direction, John Morant being a star player. I think the fact that he was a good player on a bad team has kind of ruined his whole thing because I think it's really made, really elevated who he thinks he is. That Utah series definitely didn't help when he was when it was him and Ja in the playoffs going off against that Utah team. But I think that, that we're seeing him um, kind of crumble in front of our eyes, man. And I, and I think that, he asked for the smoke. I think he wanted to be this villain type player. And uh, I think it's, he wasn't ready for it. I think when he went to LA, he got the shit booed out of him. And when you look, one of the greatest players, he's he's a lot of people's goat. He's not particularly mine. He's goat-ish to me, LeBron James. When you when he looked you in the face and he just talked to you like you were a crumb on the bottom of his shoes, like, like you were a gnat on an ant's ass. <laughs> when he made you feel that small. You know that made him feel like shit, man. And then he talks to the media, and he says that, you know, I really didn't sign up for all this, and, you know, the media made me. After Dylan walking Dylan. off the first night. He walked off the first night. Yeah. Did that the follow-up day. Talking yeah, about the follow-up day. He didn't, and see, he didn't here's talk the thing, man. Here's the thing about Dylan that bothers me, man. 
Mm. You, you know how in hindsight your eyes get real clear, man. You can see stuff 2020. Here's my here's the thing that bothers me with Dylan Brooks. He did the same thing last year at the exit interview, or the Grizzlies allowed him to do that. Or whether they asked him to leave or he asked to leave, they had the bullshit excuse like, oh, he forgot or he had something to do. Or no. He avoided the entire all the all the media questions last year locally. And we have the softest underhand pitch throwing media in the NBA, probably. He avoided, you know, his uh exit interview last year. You talk all this shit and you you're saying things that you know what they're gonna do to the media. And then you're you're adding gas on your own comments when you say he's old. I wish I could have got the Miami Cleveland LeBron. That would have been fine. I know he I know he's LeBron, but he's just another six eight, two hundred something pound basketball player. When like, oh, and then you got cooked. And the way LeBron did it was like such a gentleman, like such a professional, like you said, Jason Smith. He was like, I'm not gonna go out here and kill you for forty because I don't have to, right. but I'm gonna orchestrate. A, I'm gonna orchestrate my team and get everybody going, and you're gonna feel me. You're gonna know I'm out here. But I'm not gonna do the 40 thing because I don't have to. You know what I mean? So um, but yeah, it's uh do you think Dylan's he's cost himself money? Saying real quick, huh? Do you think he's cost himself money with the end of the year antics in terms of potentially with another team out on the free agent market? I don't think he, he heard I, don't think his, I don't think his value ever was that high. I think Dylan was cashing in on being a culture guy or a energy guy or a, I could see this summer, I could see a team like Detroit saying, let's go get Dylan Brooks. He can, you know, yeah, he's got some stuff crazy about him. We can allow him to kind of score a little bit more. We can, we need his energy. We need his toughness. I can see a team like Houston going to get a guy like Dylan Brooks. I can see a, I can see a lot of those teams are just Orlando. Those teams who are kind of young and struggling. I could, I could see them valuing just the bullshit of Dylan Brooks. Don't, Nothing don't has to do with well, I was going to jump in real quick. Don't you have to have him on a team, though, saying that's got some other veterans? If you make Dylan Brooks the veteran in a locker room with the Houston Rockets or the Orlando Magic, they're, mm-hmm. they're, that, that's going to rub off the wrong way on some. Yeah, I agree. You and know I can see mean? a team like that still doing it. You just got a team with still dude. Yeah, I got you. I, mm-hmm. got you. I guess I was I thinking that where would it work. You're right, though. Right. Yeah, I can see a team like the Los Angeles Lakers getting Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I can I'm, see after I, all this. I can see vets who say, hey, we can. Yeah, yeah. No. I've seen I've seen LeBron and Kobe go get their biggest nemesis all the time and have them on their team the next season. I, I saw Ron Artest get all in Dylan and get all in Kobe's ass for years. And then when he was available, Ron Artest was sitting right there beside Kobe Bryant. I've seen Rajah Bell go from playing against Kobe to playing with Kobe. I've seen all these guys who were. You know, LeBron and LeBron knows, you know, the value of a guy like Dylan. You know what I mean? But, but, no, but, no, but Dylan thinks he's the 24 up in the Raptors. Oh, though. yeah. He, he'll think he's Kobe. Means he's like, I'm not. Uh, oh, yeah. It, whoever, whoever signs Dylan Brooks this summer, <laughs> please don't be one of those teams that already have Kobe's number retired because that's going to be a serious <laughs> problem. Oh, I need you to unretire that's that. That's what I thought he was going for the other day with the 13 shots and two quarters. I thought he was going for 24. 24. Yeah. <laughs> but shot attempts, not points. Shot attempts. Yeah. And I'm not going to act like Dylan has not been extremely entertaining. When Dylan came out and he said, you know, um, you know, he's old and all those type of things, man, I loved it. But, bro, you can't do that and then you're running from the media. Then you're oh, saying, oh, the God. media may be Dylan the villain. Yeah. Let me correct you too, Dylan Brooks. The media did not make you D- uh, Dylan the villain. Anthony Sane made you Dylan the villain. I gave I thought, you that moniker. I thought so. 
I thought that I, 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 brought, I made that Dylan the villain shit up, man. I made yeah. it up like his uh his second year or his first year, yeah. one or two. I, I started so. all that. So if you're gonna call me out, Dylan Brooks, just call me out. That's who I heard say it first <laughs> was the great Anthony saying on villain. And then the Grizzlies, uh, when he really started getting villain-esque, you know, the Grizzlies came out and started villain Brooks as to, mm. you know. <laughs> as to not just give you my props, they just you know, well, they were still that was still a lot of your stuff back then, wasn't it? Oh, uh, you know that, man. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. I'm, I'm like little Richard, man. They still they stole everything. I know, I, I know. <laughs> hey, but I don't I don't mess with the Grizzlies though because they allow me to sell my t shirts in peace, they do not bother me. <laughs> we have a very friendly agreement when it comes down to my shirts, they don't bother me at all about stuff that I said. They could have your ass in court any day, yeah. Huh? Hey, hey, when you want done the villain, hey, go ahead. What else you want? <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, Asylum T's not on one. It does, you know, it keeps some lights on for sure. But um, yeah, man. But Dylan, you, you just can't do that, man. You can't talk all that shit about one of the greatest players of all time. He comes out there, suns you before the game starts. You lay an egg. You take more shots than Jaron and Desmond Bain were taking combined at one point. You get you get mad. We ain't talking about that. You get mad. You punch LeBron James in the balls. I don't care. Nobody was saying nasty little dirty dudes like Dylan mastered the way the slick hit somebody in the balls, and, this, and you don't really notice he did it. Like this, but Donovan Mitchell, he was slick with the Donovan one. Yeah, man, come on. It was clearly intentional, man. Like if you say you can say whatever, that was clearly intentional. Um, it's no coincidence that the guy that you were talking shit who came out and fathered you before the game started, and then you laid an egg. It's clear that you, it's clear that you hit that man in the balls on purpose. I mean, let's stop. Let's stop the malarkey. He's lucky he didn't get suspended. I'm glad he didn't get suspended because we need Dylan, man. At, at the end of the day, when people are done talking, Dylan Brooks is. That's another thing too. Dylan could very well be on one of the all defensive teams this year, and I think that's something. Dylan, somebody he's going to have all season value, bro. It's gonna be close. And I don't. I don't think he's going to be like get paid like he's making 20 something million dollars a year, but there are going to be teams who want him. It's not like Memphis is going to be like, I see, we told you, you, you come on back to Memphis for six million. Well, like, I don't I, think that's going to happen. I'll end it with it saying he has not been Tony Allen to lead on defense no, no, to justify everything else. So we saw a guy that we were willing, okay, we're going to have him out. Golden State's going to back off. Dang, mm-hmm. Tony Allen. So th- this is not the same. I don't want, he's not in the same category. Of, of his defensive yeah. impact. He is not. Yeah, he's not. But I, I do think he has value. If he, I think he has value regardless of how ass he is on offense sometimes. I think that Dylan still is a high-level defender. He's a culture guy. And I think if the right team gets him, he probably or, – or the right team can think they've got him. I, I think he's got that type of value. I think he can uh, – I think there are teams who will credit Dylan Brooks to a lot of which we saw here in the Grizz next-gen era, I think there are, there are people who see his value as far as it's concerned. He's making an ass out of himself for sure, and I, and, and that's that's undeniable. Um, but I'm sure there's someone in his ear who's co-signed to this. I'm sure he has an agency. I'm sure he has PR people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that he's being instructed that this is probably a good course of action. Because at the end of the day, man, guys like Patrick Beverly stay employed. Draymond Green will have suitors either by the Warriors or somebody's going to value Draymond Green. Those kind of guys who don't really give you a lot offensively, but they're just nasty, dirty dudes. P.J. Tucker has suitors everywhere in the league. Jay Crowder, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of how good these guys are, those remaining quote-unquote tough guys, they still have you know value in the league. He could very well be back in Memphis. 
there's going to be a podcast we're going to talk about soon. The inevitable is what do you do if Dylan Brooks isn't here, which I, me and you both lean that he's not going to be here. So uh, that's going to be a whole nother conversation, but he definitely has value. He's, he's definitely a good defender if nothing else. Uh, he may be a little overrated defender because he's more of a loud defender. Mm-hmm. He is a good defender. And when I say loud, he does the most like you can, Hey, I'm, I'm playing defense. He's one of those type of defenders. <laughs> he's not the quiet Bruce Bowen, OG Ananobi. Oh. Um, He's not yeah. that type of defender. He's not the Kawhi Leonard type. He's, he's a loud defender, but he's going to let you, like, look at me, I'm slapping the floor. Like, I'm playing hard defense. Like, he's going to do all that stuff, you know, let you know he's playing defense. But I think Dylan def- definitely has a um, a role here. I don't expect much from him um, for the rest of this series. I think that LeBron James neutered him. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and he neutered him more than likely. Uh, I do think we win tonight, though, Jason Smith. I'm going to stay up late because I think we're going to win the game tonight. I hope that uh, – that uh, we can pull this in out for sure. But Dylan, the city of Memphis, man, we love shit talking. We're going to ride with you while you're talking shit. But you got to take that smoke, man. You, you, not only did you run from the smoke, not only did you not run up the chimney, bro, you jumped off the roof. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you, jumped, you were a abandoned ship with the smoke, man, for sure. 